I just see you out there, Cam. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. <laughs> Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. We always have a lot to talk to Kellen Olsen about, and then of course, Suns go out and add Thaddeus Young today. But we're going to start here, Wolf. Uh, Kellen has a story up on ArizonaSports.com right now talking about the Nike Book One shoe release that is going to happen on Saturday. And I tell you, I really appreciate the fact that they have the slideshow of all the different Book Ones that are eventually going to come out here because it's been it's been a uh, it's been a process keeping up with all of them. Kellen Olson joins us right now. He had the exclusive one on one with Devin Booker for the story. He joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Kellen, what's going on, man? Hey, hello. Hey, what's going on, Killer? It's waiting for Wolf. Just, just another day of basketball stuff. Always, Glad to be here. Sounds like our intros with Kellen are like scripted by somebody who's writing a show about a radio. Just station. another day of basketball stuff. Uh, all right, Kellen. What uh, before we dive into some of the details of this story? What's what was your main takeaway after sitting down with Book uh, about this? Yeah, it was just great to unpack his uh, brain for 10 minutes just on the creative process that went into this because when I was, like, walking the hallways with him out of the uh, – on the way to the press conference room like a month, month and a half ago, and I just told him, I was like, if people didn't expect you to be handling a shoe release like this, they don't they don't know you. And then to that point, like, I've just gotten to know being around him for the last seven, eight years, this whole journey in Phoenix, and he's always been, like, a really creative, insightful guy. So it didn't surprise me at all to see the way that he's been handling this shoe release in a couple of new different ways. You alluded to the slideshow on the site. Uh, the only shoe that is going to be on sale at the moment is the Mirage. Those are the those are the book ones that are coming out first. Those are coming out on Saturday. So like retailers, the sneakers app as well is where those are available. Um, but the other 10 are just player editions. And those are just types of specific colorways that players wear to uh, promote the shoe, show the shoe in different ways. And he really gets into detail in the story what those specific colorways mean. Some of them represent certain points in his career. Some of them represent certain points in his life. Some of them are tributes to old shoes that he wished he could have had uh, when he was younger. So there's just a lot really there to unpack with him. We get into the commercial, all that kind of uh, cool stuff about his uh, creative process. It's been a long time coming. You know, I w- as I was reading your awesome story on ArizonaSports.com, Killer, I was thinking to myself, man, this is, he's going deep. Like, Book was going deep into some of the answers that he was giving you right there. And he's he's been thinking an awful lot about this. And this is the manifestation of it all coming to a head right here. And all I could think of killer is, man, I'm glad this is book because, because book is not going to be distracted by this. You know what I mean? I, I, to me, did he talk about that at all to you about how much time he's spending in this and whether or not it was going to be any type of distraction for him? No, I I don't think it is at all. And and I think that, with what he's been working on, you look at what he did in September. That was before the season. I get into it there in the story, just about how like the day in the life sort of footage that he was able to show, but these guys have got a season going on. And I, part of what I, when I asked him about it, I was like, I'm sure you'd be flexing your creative muscles even more right now. If you weren't in the middle of a season that's taking, um, the most of your attention as it should. But even still, like, I think the thing that I love about this wolf is you see all these different shoes that he's been wearing over the course of the season. Like you think about the amount of foresight that that took 
like months and months of planning, a couple of years of planning to really have the release ready in the way that they want it to right. uh, come out. So yeah, it's been, it's been cool to see the whole process kind of unfold and the story really just goes into detail. If you weren't really familiar with how hands-on some athletes can be in this kind of situation, you just think it's kind of Nike slapping some dude's name on it, but book has been heavily, heavily involved. He offered three retro classic shoes from the jump as like sort of like a archetype of what he was thinking for with the shoe. Uh, and it turned out pretty good. We're talking to Kellen Olson. Kellen, I remember when we talked to him back at media day, when we had him on the show and we talked about the shoes and he said, you know, the most important thing was to kind of tell the story of his life. And he's not somebody that necessarily talks about that a lot. And so he wanted to accomplish that through the shoes it certainly feels like he has done that. And I tell you, another part of your story that really stood out was just how intentional he was about making sure some people behind the scenes get credit for uh, for what they're doing, like Wilson Smith III, uh, and just some of the, the stuff that, like, he's so invested in the behind-the-scenes process with the actual design of the shoes. Do you know if, if most athletes are this into it? He knows, like, the history of it. I think they are, but he's just an exception with every single matter of it. Like, I think that some guys who get a signature shoe were big shoe fans growing up, or some guys uh, getting a signature shoe are going to, like, include people like Wilson Smith III, Sean Marion, Diana Tarazi, uh, his family, his dog, like, including all that kind of stuff in this big moment. Because what, what I wrote in there is, like, this is really just kind of his introduction to like for many people this is going to be how they start to get to know him on this kind of level like we've got to know him here in the valley for a while now of course but on this like international stage that happens when you release a shoe like this it's kind of that so that by default kind of makes this like a, a huge moment for him creatively and you can tell the amount of care that he put into it and the amount of thought that he put into it the commercial that nike has airing you mentioned wilson smith the third that's the guy when devin booker went to the nike campuses in the pacific northwest was the guy who toured him through what they call the DNA facility, which is where all the archives are, the shoes. And Wilson Smith III was the guy who was like the storyteller and the historian telling him all this stuff. And that's the guy that he wanted to be telling the story to the kids with the literal book of, of the book one. So everything kind of comes full circle for him, and he always finds ways to uh, do that. It's been cool to see him do it to this scale, which is like a signature shoe with Nike. This is, I think, I, I haven't said this, or I didn't even write this, like, this cements him as a superstar. Anyone who has a signature shoe with Nike is a superstar. And if he wasn't uh, viewed as one for some reason by now, then this, this doesn't. Yeah, we've already known Devin Booker is a superstar, no doubt about it. What were his favorites, Killer? He said in a, in a very book answer that it goes by the day and how he's feeling. He, he wouldn't give me he wouldn't give me one that specifically is like his go-to necessarily, but. If you pay attention to his feet during pregame warm-ups uh, when he's out there by himself, like he will be tonight and tomorrow, and then what he's wearing uh, during the game, we'll see. I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of the mirage for the next week, rightfully so, to get the promotion going. Uh, Kellen, before we let you go, we have to ask you about Thaddeus Young now that he – it feels like he's been rumored to the Suns for like three years, not quite as long as Eric Gordon, but it feels like this, this was coming for a couple years. What do you think about the move? Yeah, I, I think it's a good move. I think that – the impact that it is going to have, we're going to have to wait and see. I think that he's going to ultimately be a pretty situational player for him. He gives them a lot more of a passing option out of a backup big. And then the where the area he differentiates himself the most from Nurkic and Eubanks is defensively. He's got really good hands. He's always been a good steals and blocks guy. Um, so some defensive versatility there. The switchability is where you wish you would have gotten him five years ago. He, he is 35 at the end of the day, so keeping up with guards and stuff, that's not going to be something he's able to do. 
but he's a really intelligent defender and just a pro. So you're going to be able to put him in there in certain situations, and he's going to be able to give you uh, what, what you want. But is this like a full-time replacement for Drew Eubanks, or is this like their full-time answer to like what happens when Yusuf Nurkic isn't on the floor in the playoffs? Um, I, I don't know, and I, and I don't think so, to put it more bluntly, and, and it probably won't be. And, and that's the reality of the buyout market, but I think that they got a useful piece here. You can't be too... Uh, picky with the buyout market and expect too much, but he's going to be just like Royce O'Neal is going to be a pro who knows what he's doing out there. It's going to help you on defense a little bit and make some smart passes too. Well, Killer, thank you, man. Thank Appreciate you, your time, buddy. Thanks, guys.